And that video gets me every time. How many of you guys can relate to that? Huh? It's crazy. You blink and they are grown up or get ready to drive, drive the car. Well, my name is Greg Foote. I'm the pastor of Family Ministries, like Pastor Dan said. And uh, I'm so excited to be able to, to share with you uh, today. And one of the interesting things is a lot of times I can be up front and you're not, you're not sure like who I'm connected to. And so I want to introduce you to my family so you can put some uh, faces and names together. So this is my family. Uh, my wife, Shannon, we're getting ready to celebrate our 15-year wedding anniversary next month. And then, yeah, I'm very excited for that. And then uh, my daughter's beside her. Her name's Callie. She's in fourth grade. And then Lucas, my son, he is a fifth grader. And so I am getting ready to have both kids in middle school. Woo! At the same time. So that'll be fun, and it'll be crazy. So what I want to let you know, like we've been doing this series on talking about parenting. But one of the things I want to let you know about is I'm in this with, I'm in the trenches with you as, as parents, as, uh, as caregivers. And as, when I think about parenting, parenting is one of those crazy things. Like um, everything else in life you can plan for, you can study. Um, like example, if you want to be a, uh, um, uh, be, a dance, like be a dancer, you hire a dance instructor and the dance instructor will you know, t- take classes and do a lot of stuff dancing ever, whenever, way before you have a chance to um, you know, do it in, in public. If you're a baseball player, you know, you, you hire a coach, you do practices way before you ever play a game. You always have those practices. And when you start your first job, they don't, like if you're a fast food, if you start a job at fast food, you don't ever get behind the cash register ever, way before you have like all this training and preparing. It always takes a very, very, very long time. But parenting, it doesn't happen that way. All of a sudden, it's like, there you are. It, take, it takes me back to uh, uh, November 2006. Um, Shannon and I were uh, leaving the hospital, and, in, and we had this little uh, carriage with a baby burrito inside, all um, you know, bundled up, and we put him in the back of our Saturn SL2, hooked him in there. Shannon's in the back seat with him. I'm in the front seat, and I look in the rearview mirror, and she's got tears in her eyes. I have tears in my eyes, and I'm going, what are we going to do, Right? You know, like we took classes, we read books, so we have phenomenal parents, you know, we, we talk to. But parenting is one of those things you can never prepare for. You, you, can't, you can't plan for, you know, what's going to happen, what every turn is. And so the big reason why we're doing this series, and this is the third week of the series, we've, we've had two weeks before this, the big reason why we want to do this is to help parents. We also want to, we're doing this to help people who, um, who know kids. So maybe you're not a parent, but maybe you're an aunt, or maybe you're an uncle, or maybe you're a sibling. Maybe you are a kid yourself. We want to be able to talk to you to help, help you through this process. And so I encourage you, if you have, we're not here the last couple weeks, um, to please go back and listen to um, those, those uh, series. And we have them available online on our website, the app, all that stuff. So to take advantage of those. But I want to just kind of highlight what we talked about the last two weeks, just so you, um, you are aware and to kind of where we're going to go today. So the first week, the week one, Pastor Dan opened up the series, and he talked about parenting as a dynamic partnership. A dynamic partnership. And this partnership is between, uh, between two um, um, entities. One is the family, and one is the church. And one of the, one of the areas we talked about was we talked about how that, that those two entities play a big part. And, uh, and so here's a question. How many of you guys know what color, if you take the color yellow and the color red, what, to, what does that color represent if you take both those colors together? Anybody know? Orange. Orange makes those two. So we talk about, our, we here at Grace Church do an orange philosophy. 
This orange philosophy is you take yellow, which represents the church, the beacon of, of light, the community, the gospel of Jesus, and, the, and the, the gospel truth that way. So the color yellow is represented by the church. And then you take the, the red of, uh, of, of the home, and that's represented by the heart, the love of the home. You take those two entities together, the church, yellow, the, the red home, and combined it makes orange. And so we have an orange philosophy here at Grace. We actually partner with an organization in Atlanta, Georgia, it's called Orange. So a lot of what we, a lot of the curriculum that we use downstairs is Orange. A lot of the conferences we take our family ministry team to is Orange conferences and, and stuff like that. We learn so much, and there's so there's so many resources that uh, we glean from that. And so, and we as a church don't just take these resources and hoard them. We we get the resources and we give them to you. So you have a chance to to apply that in uh, in your life. So one of the things we learned too about the first week is that every child. Not some. Every child is a gift from God. Everyone. Every child is created in God's image. Not some. Every child is created in His image. So last week we, we talked about um, that uh, it's a dedicated process. Parenting and just the phase don't miss it. It's a dedicated process. You don't just, uh, you know, you take the baby home from the hospital and all of a sudden it's like, boop, there it is. It's a process. I mean, Pastor Dan unpacked five things that every kid needs over the course of their, their growing up years. And if you had a chance to listen to what he had to share, those five things are very important to not only kids, but also um, adults as well, things that we need. And so I encourage you, please go back and listen to that um, uh, message because a lot of good things there. He also used an illustration talking about um, control and influence in our, in our kids' lives. Um, when we first bring our children home from the hospital in, in their early years, we have a lot of control. We control where they go. We control what they eat and all that. But as they get older, our control grows less and less, but our influence grows more and more. Right around middle school, the 10 to 14 year is when it hits it's that crossroads. That's right where Shannon and I are at today. We are in that crossroads, middle school. And so our control with our kids is going less and less, but our influence is growing more and more. I encourage you, please go back and listen to that message. I was challenged a ton by, uh, by that illustration alone. One thing we've had up, up here every week is this marble jar. This marble jar, what it is, there's 936 marbles. And by the way, there is because I counted them, so have no fear, there are in there. But there's 936, and maybe you're wondering, why 936? Well, because what, what we realize is if you take, by the time a person is, a child is born, all the way up to when they get ready to graduate from high school, go on to a young adult life outside of the home, it's roughly 936 weeks. And so if every week you took a marble out of this jar, bleak, 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 all the way down to 936, then uh, that's how much time you have we get to invest in our kids. Some weeks seem longer than others, right? Right? And some weeks fly by super fast. Some of you here today are getting ready to drop the last marble into the, the jar. There's graduation this week at several high schools. And all of a sudden, it's like, you blink and go, where did that go? It's like Zoe here in the, 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 the car. It's like all of a sudden, she's driving, prom, graduation. It, it happens, happens so fast. When you count the weeks you have left with a kid, you stand a better chance of making your weeks count. So today we're going to make it practical. Um, we're going to, uh, to map a desired pathway. So if you have your, have your programs, uh, if you want to fill in some blanks, you're using the app, we're going to map a desired pathway. Also, if you want to grab your Bibles too, we're going to look at Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6. If you, uh, if you want to 
get the Deuteronomy chapter 6. You have a chance to, um, to check that out. We're going to open, open the Word of God together if you want to get the Bible app or, your, or, or the Bible there. Um, so, but one of the things I want to let you know, some of the things I'm sharing today are, are, are I'm, I've learned or gleaned from a book. It's called Parenting Beyond Your Capacity. It's written by uh, Carrie Newhoff and Reggie Joyner. So the, Reggie Joyner is the president of, of Orange down there in Atlanta, Georgia. So I encourage you, if you are in, want to, in reading books, it's a good resource to have as, as a parent, even as anybody who works the next generation. But some of the, what I'm sharing today comes from that book, and I wanted to make sure um, uh, you, you're aware. So I need to ask you, are you ready to map out a pathway to parenting, desired pathway this morning? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. All right, there you go. Now, I, I, I'm used to working with students, so I'm used to work. I, the fact that all of you are staring at me right now is pretty amazing because when I talk to students, a lot of them are doing this or they're doing this. So the fact that you're staring, is, so it's okay to, you know, just to dial in, stay focused in. And we're going to learn a lot today, hopefully, um, of what's going on. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you're there, just a little backstory of what's going on. Moses, he's leading the nation of Israel. Moses is a big figure in, in, in history as well as in the Bible. He's leading the nation of Israel. They are getting ready to um, hit the promised land, this land that was promised by God. And what Moses is doing, he's talking to the nation of Israel. So there's thousands upon thousands of people he's sharing this message to. And he's sharing it to them as well as to us. And so we're going we're gonna to listen in on what he shares. And by the way, what he's talking about, who he's talking to or not, this, is, this message was not just for parents. Okay, this message was for everyone in that nation. So it's, it, was for, it was for kids, it was for teenagers, it was for young adults, it was for aunts and uncles, it was for parents, grandparents, anybody. It was for all the, the nation of Israel. So we're going to pick up here chapter 6. I'm going to start reading here in, uh, in verse 1. This is Moses talking to this group of people. He says this, These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you and to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. So the first family value, if you're filling out, following along in the outline, is this, is imagine the end. Imagine the end. So what Moses is talking about to this nation and us today is he's saying in in verse 2, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all the decrees. So Moses is saying to this nation, have a long view. Think beyond just right in front of you. Your children, your children's children. So for us, it'd be like our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. It's that important what Moses is talking about here. And so when you think about imagining the end, by the time your son or daughter is at week 936, at week 937, who do you want them to become? If, if we're coaches or teachers in the room, by the end of a semester, into the school year, who do we want them to become by the end of that, that, that grading period? And so we need to think, think that through. Shannon and I, our prayer for our kids, by the time that they, they get ready to, to, to walk to walk into what's next is we want, we want our Lucas and Callie to be able to live with and for Jesus every day on their own. 
to live with and for Jesus every day on their own. So thinking through what are some, what are some things that we want to instill in them so when, uh, when they're in their dorm room, when mom and dad aren't around to, uh, you know, to, to tell them should they, should they play video games to 5 o'clock in the morning, or you know, we don't, we're not there to make those decisions for them. They're making those decisions on their own, planning out what's going on there. So it's imagining the end. What are some, what are some different verses, practices that they, they need to see in our lives so by the time that they... Uh, they grow up. And so it's the same thing as we think about our own children, or maybe people, uh, children that we're related to, imagining the end. Or maybe you're sitting here and you're a teenager. What are some things that you want to make sure that you're ready for by the time you go off into um, to the next phase? So this value can be put into practice at, at any time in a children's life. So you think about imagining the end. Like today, you can be like, okay, my, my, son, my son or daughter's in seventh grade. Where do I want to be when they're, you know, in high school or when they graduate? Or maybe they're at this age. So at every phase. One of the things we like to, to celebrate are milestones. And so as, as, a, as a child is born, we try to think, what are some different milestones that we can celebrate in a, in a child's life, in a family's life? And so we, we here at Grace try, are part, partner with parents and help out that way. And so I just want to share some of the milestones that we... Uh, we were able to celebrate, as well as as you, as you go through the weeks, there's certain weeks that are kind of, like, that have bigger experiences than others. Um, one of those weeks might be like we had last week. We had a group of 10, uh, 10 families. They stood up here in front of us and said, we want to dedicate our child to the Lord. We believe that we're the primary spiritual coaches, but we need their help. And you, as a congregation, you said, yes, we partner with you. And it's so cool that we have a congregation that loves kids and students so much. And so that was, that was a, a milestone that you said, you know, in that child's, all those kids' lives are represented, you know, some kids um, you don't, maybe have a chance to never have a personal relationship with, but you have a chance to influence them in many, many ways. So that's a, one of the milestones. Another milestone that every, every kid usually goes through is that first day of school. Right where they, they get ready to transition to uh, their first day of school. All of a sudden, mom and dad are not the only ones having the majority influence. Now the teachers and friends have, uh, have a big influence in their kids' lives. So helping that when that milestone comes along. When, it, when a, a, a student or kid says uh, yes to Jesus, we celebrate that through baptism as well as helping them through. Like what, are some, what are some things to be talking about? Helping them through and their next steps as they love Jesus. Another milestone that all, all of our kids are going through is when they become a man or a woman, when they transition out of being that kid to starting to becoming a man, starting to becoming a woman. How do we help them understand the, the physical changes, the emotional changes, stuff that goes on there, why we were created the way we were created, and, and how God is involved in that whole process. And so helping, helping through that, helping us as parents parent through those times. Another, another milestone that a lot of us you know, can anticipate is the age of freedom, right around the 9th, 10th, 11th grade um, years. That's right when the driver's license comes into play, like in the, we saw in the video, as well as that's right when um, students start to play varsity sports. All of a sudden, when they are, they're the leads in the school play, they're, they're, the, they're the captain of the different sport teams, they're, they're doing this and this, they're all over the place. And so it's like, how do we help during the age of freedom Get ready for that, anticipate that, and then uh, go through those years because they fly by fast. And some, some of you parents are living that phase right now, and you're going, man, I blink, and the weeks are just, poof, all of a sudden it's a month gone, and who knows where it went. It's crazy. Then another phase is graduation, right? So we all want our kids to graduate, right? That's a, that's a, big, uh, a big celebration. And so when they get to week 936, we're like, yeah, we want to celebrate that graduation. 
As a matter of fact, tonight um, we're celebrating the, the graduating class of 2018 at, over at the Hub at, after, at 7 o'clock. We're just celebrating this group of students who, um, who, are, who are graduating. It's, it's a big accomplishment. I mean, to, to go through school and let them know, hey, you're, you're, this is not the end of your journey. This is the beginning and how we can help continue to partner with that. Then the last milestone is uh, the young adult life, life after high school, how to live with and for Jesus during, during that phase. So as you imagine the end, it doesn't matter where you're at in the process, whether you have a, a, an itty-bitty baby or maybe you have a middle schooler or maybe you have a high schooler or maybe you're, you're an empty nester, but thinking through that process, how can we help in the process and thinking through who do we want them to become in the end? All right, go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're going to look at a few more verses here. This is Moses. He's still talking to this nation, giving this, uh, this speech, this sermon. He's saying this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. All right, so Moses is, is, is de- giving this huge declaration, loving God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Now, some of you sitting here may be thinking, I- I've heard those verses before. And you'd be right, because this is not the only time these verses are in the Scriptures. As a matter of fact, uh, Jesus himself quotes this, uh, this, this passage of Scripture when he was asked by, uh, by some religious leaders, hey, what's the most important command in all the Scripture? Jesus says this, love God with everything. And it's interesting because what, what uh, he's talking about here, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not just for a family. And, and so in your, if you're following along on the outline, the, the blanks to fill in is widen the circle, widen the circle. And what I mean by that, what we mean by that is in Deuteronomy 6, Moses is talking to this whole nation of Israel. And we talked about earlier that the family during the Bible times wasn't just one man, a mom and a dad, and then it was, you know, a couple kids and a dog and a cat. The, uh, the nation of Israel was, was the whole family structure. So you had mom, dad, you had cousins, you had aunts and uncles, you had grandparents, all in clans that lived together. And so it was saying that, you know, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then that's, that's for not just us as a family, but that's for the whole, the whole community, the whole nation, doing all that together. There's a whole slew of people. So... What, how we translate that as we map out our desired pathway is that we need, we need to widen our circle when it comes to raising our kids. It's so easy to just keep, keep our kids, you know, just, you know, in the home. And, but eventually we have to open, open our home to allow other people to have influence in our kids' lives. Pastor Dan shared that last week, looking at other voices that, can, that, are, that are saying the exact same things we do, but all of a sudden it's like they hear it from a different voice and it's like gold. And I don't know how many times parents will come up to me, and Dan used that illustration last week going, Greg, you said the exact same thing I did, but all of a sudden my kid hears it differently. And I, I totally get it because my kids are going to be the same way and are the same way. It's like you say the same thing, and all of a sudden it's like it clicks because somebody else said it to them. And we want people in our lives that are saying the exact same things we are. So widening the circle. And another neat, neat piece about widening the circle, that's a great part to play that others of us can do as we look to invest in the next generation. We can, if, if you're an, an aunt, an uncle, grandparent, that's a great way to say, I don't have kids of my own, but I can invest in the next generation. How can, I, how can I partner with the parents? Some of you in here can be youth staff members working with power kids and giving of your time, and several of you do, and thank goodness for you guys. We, we love having a team of people who love Jesus and love kids. As a matter of fact, 
Um, my, my own personal story, so my daughter Callie, she has a, a leader in Power Kids at, during the 1130 service. Her name's Miss Emily. A couple weeks ago, Shannon and I were on a vacation we were out of the um, away, and Callie about just fell over when she learned that we weren't going to come to Sunday service that week because she's going to miss seeing Miss Emily. She loves Miss Emily. And I know that if you play that out so many times, there's so many kids that just so get connected to their leaders because they, they, love, they, they love seeing Jesus in them. We, have, we as a parents can widen our circle. Some of you can be coaches, you, and you are coaches. You have a chance that you're giving of, of yourself and time to, uh, to help out in the community as volunteer, or maybe you're, you're a coach at a, at a school, or teachers. My goodness, the teaching profession alone, there's so many times of giving above and beyond and going the extra mile. And so thinking of ways that we can just invest in the next generation. And as we think about um, widening the circle, I think of, there's, there's two different jobs that we can um, kind of affix to widening the circle, two different job careers. One is this. One is a, a travel agent. A travel agent is somebody who you go to and you say, hey, I want to go on a trip. I'm going to um, let's go to the Grand Canyon. All right, so the travel agent goes, well, what dates do you want to go? And they figure all that out for you, and they, they find the flights for you, they, they locate the, the best hotels, they make sure you get all the, the right transfers at the right time, and they, they figure all that out for you, and then they give you this, this whole big booklet saying, hey, have a great trip. You're going, thank you. You're paying your money, and you go on your way. Then you go to the Grand Canyon, you're, you're there, and this, the travel agent was very helpful, but they're not with you on the trip. They just told you about where to go. Now you're at the Grand Canyon, but then you have somebody who comes alongside who's a tour guide. This tour guide says, hey, your travel agent had you set up for this tour. Why don't you be a part of it? And you're like, okay, sounds good. And they take you to, to some pretty cool places in the Grand Canyon, even some places that the, the, the travel agent didn't know about. The tour guide says, hey, this, let's go to this restaurant. It was featured on uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. It's got some great juicy cheeseburgers, deep-fried Twinkies. It's awesome. You want to be a part of it? You're like, yeah, I want to go there. And the tour guide is taking you there. It's giving you the experience. And so when I think about those two, those, those two jobs, we want tour guides in our kids' lives. We want people to be able to take our kids and show them how to live with and for Jesus, not just, not just tell them about it. We need people to tell them about it, but also live it out. Us as parents need to be tour guides in our kids' lives. They need to see how we can live with and for Jesus. That's why we have uh, so many of you volunteer. If you don't volunteer, you can give of your time to say, how can, I, how can I help show the message of Jesus to other people? You can be, we can all be tour guides in some way. So when we think about why in the circle, who are people that can be tour guides for our kids? All right, let's go back to Deuteronomy. Back to Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're going to read to here verses, chapter 6, verse 6. Moses goes on, he says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them, on, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So Moses is going on talking about, hey, this is, this is the, the commandments I gave you. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And now Everywhere you go, make sure um, the next generation knows what's going on here. And so the, the, last, uh, the last value to, to, put, to map up the desired pathway, if you're filling out your outline, is take it or make it personal. Make it personal. So when I was, when I was studying 
for this message, and I've read this passage so many times, but I started looking, looking at it closely, and in verse, uh, verse um, 6 of chapter 6, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. And it struck me. Moses is talking to this nation, to parents, uh, teenagers, young adults, everybody. He's saying, hey, look, this message, you need to you know, live it out everywhere you go, on, on the door frames, on, 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 your, on your clothing, wherever you're at, live this out. But it's interesting, right away, before he even goes into all those, what to do with it, he says it has to be on your hearts. So he's telling them, you can't expect to, to, tell, to tell everybody, hey, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and not live it out yourself. If we want to pass on to the next generation the the message that Jesus loves us with all of our being, he died on the cross for our sins, and he rose again, if we don't live that ourselves, our kids are going to, they'll pick up on that. I have a chance to fly, I don't know, a few times a year to different conferences or different things like that. And every time I get ready to fly, you know, we sit down, we buckle up, got to buckle up before we leave on the plane. And the flight attendants come over the, you know, the, the little speaker system and they say, you know, all the, go through the, you know, all the safety things, if you know the plane, blah, blah, blah. But one of the things they say, and I say blah, 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 because that's, that's really how you, you know, listen to what they say. But one of the things they do say, and um, it's very important, is that, about the oxygen masks. Okay? So when the oxygen mass, so what they say is, if the cabin pressure ever gets below a certain degree, and oxygen pressure gets below a certain whatever, oxygen masks are going to drop from the ceiling, and then they, then they tell you how to affix those oxygen masks to your face. And then they say to make sure that you get it on your face before you help somebody else out. And, when I th- and the reason why they tell you that is, is because if you don't have it properly affixed to your face, the oxygen mask on your face, if the oxygen pressure in the cabin goes below a certain thing, if you're not getting oxygen, you're not going to survive. So you have to make sure the oxygen's on your face first before you ever help uh, a minor or a, uh, your child or somebody else. And it's the exact same way when we think about sharing the, the, the next generation. Um, verse 6, it's got to be on our hearts before we impress it on our children. We've got to make sure, is the oxygen mask on our face, is it affixed to our face? Do we truly believe that we love God with all of our being to be able to tell our kids to love God with all their being? Do we as youth leaders believe well, what we're saying? Because here's the crazy thing. It says here, as, as you, um, these commandments, and then in verse 7, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. And put them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads. It's wherever you go to, to, to share this gospel, the, the, the truth of God's love for the next generation. And it's the, the times that we prepare for and the times that aren't prepared. Sometimes it's like our kids ask us questions. You're going, oh, I, I wasn't, that's, not yet. Not, you can't ask that question yet. It's not the right time. They're going to ask you the question at their time. You have to be ready for it. And sometimes it's okay to parents and, and people who work with kids and students, it's okay to say, I don't know. Okay. However, after you say, I don't know, don't just leave it hanging there. Go and know. Find out the answer. Okay? It's, it's okay to say, I don't know initially, but follow up the conversation and uh, find out what's going on there. Kids are going to doubt what we say, but they believe what we do. All kids will doubt what we say, but they'll believe what we do. And so if we want to live with and for Jesus, if, they, if we want to pass that on, if we want to show that to them, we've got to model it for them first. 
Another part of making it personal has to do with um, just marriage. Like our kids need to see healthy marriages as, as much as they can. And I know in this room when I say marriage, it conjures up all kinds of um, from everywhere happily to, um, to, to divorce. And, and I know it's all over the spectrum. But our kids need to see marriage in a, in a positive light because God created marriage in, a, in, the, in the right way. And so it's living out. How do, how do our kids see healthy marriages? Because if we want our kids to grow up and, uh, and get uh, good spouses, they got to see, they got to know why, why is that important and what's, what's a big deal there. And uh, we, we in marriages have to, have to love our spouses because if we don't give time to our marriages, all of a sudden um, 936 weeks go by and you're going, I don't even know my spouse anymore because we've spent so much time with, with kids. And so it's dialing back wherever you are saying, how can I just give time to my, to my spouse today? All right, so kind of summarize up what we, where we've been this, this morning as we imagine the, uh, the path, the desired pathway. We've talked about imagining the end, looking through the 936 weeks by the time a child graduates. Who do you want them to become at the end of that? We also talked about widening the circle. Who are people that um, we want to have influence in our kids' lives? Or who can we influence as adults? Students, who, who, are, who can we give back to? How can we help? And then making it personal. Don't just, don't just say, hey, you got to make sure you, you do this, and, and we don't do it ourselves. If, if we want our kids to catch something, they got to see us. It's got to be in us, in and us as well. Now, notice one thing Moses does not say. You have to be perfect at this, okay? And thank, thank the Lord. There's nothing that says, to be a perfect parent, do this, because all of us would be disqualified. I, we'd be done. Moses just says, hey, live, live this out. And it's okay to just, just be real with our kids. Be real with our grandkids. Be real with the, the you know, people we have influence in, knowing that, hey, I made a mistake here, or I, I said the wrong thing here. It's okay to say, I'm sorry. But the, the thing that we got to do is um, just live it out, make it personal. So mapping out a pathway takes planning and a lot of work. You guys agree with that? Yeah, it does. So this morning, what I, want, or I guess this afternoon now, what I want us to do is I want us to, um, to plan a trip. We're going to plan a trip to Disney World. You guys in for that? Disney World? And money's not an option, so that's good, right? Money? No money? So this is uh, Walt Disney. This is Mickey Mouse. This is the uh, Cinderella Castle. And we're going to plan a trip to Disney World. And trust me, this has a point. All right? So don't, it has a point. So as we think about planning a trip to Disney World, we'll go to our, back to our travel agent here and we'll say, hey, can you help us out with a trip to Disney World? And they're going to give us different, different things to do, different places to go. So we're going to pick the dates you want to go on this Disney trip. They're going to lock our flights in. So we've got our flights, flights all, all locked in. They got a, um, the, we picked out the best Disney resort to be a part of because there's tons of Disney resorts. We want to make sure we get the right one for our kids. And so we got all that figured out. So we have the Disney resort. All played in. So, you guys ready to, to go on our trip? Good. All right, so we got all the, the, the necessities done. Now we got to plan out our trip. So we, we, we know what's going on, but one of the things we want to do is we, uh, we got the dates, all that stuff, and we, we got to make sure we take advantage of our time at Disney because we all know Disney's expensive. It's about $100 a day, depending on the, uh, the park you go to, the, the, the pass you want to be a part of. So here we go. We want to make sure we, uh, we meet the characters, princesses, and cast members. 
We want to think, what are, what are some, what are, what are the characters that our kids want to meet? Who are the cast members they want to be a part of? What are the princesses they want to make sure they, they, they rub shoulders with? So we, we, we get the schedule to find out where all the characters are going to be, where are things going to go there. After we map out uh, where the characters are going to be, figured all that out, now we're going to go check out what attractions we want to ride, because Disney's got some fun rides, okay? Got some fun shows to go watch, so we've got to figure out, okay, what, uh, what are some of the attractions I want to go see, what I want to do, so I've got to figure all that out, and figure out, should I get the fast pass so I can skip the lines, be a part of all that. After we've uh, gotten the attractions, we need to prioritize our time, um, our schedule, because planning is key to our trip. If we, don't, if, we, if we are stuck at the back of the park and we want to make sure we get on this ride at a certain time because the show is right after that, we've got to coordinate our time just right. So we've got to prioritize what we're going to do. After we prioritize, we need to, we need to identify what, what do our kids really want to do, age appropriate. Because some of us in here, we have itty bitties, right? Little kiddos. So if we have little kiddos, there's certain things that little kiddos want to do. And others of us in here have teenagers, young adults, and they're like, well, they want to be a part of checking out this kind of stuff. So we've got to make sure we have the whole gamut of where we're going to go. And we've got to plan out nap times, if we need to take a nap time, and feeding times, all the, when to eat, all that stuff. And then finally, we want to translate the experience. So what is, what is it important that they experience at the different theme parks? So maybe as, as we talk to our travel agent here, um, they're telling us, hey, at your resort, you can plan a time to have breakfast with the characters. Like, oh, my, my kids would love doing that. They, they would love that experience. And maybe you have little girls, and they want to be little Disney princesses. So you can find out at this day, at this time, make sure you go to this, this part of the castle, and all the, all the Disney princesses will be there, and your daughter can be a Disney princess too. And you're like, oh, my daughter would love to be a Disney princess. So we figure all that out, and we plan all that in. So if we do all that, if we have all those pieces, do you think we, have a, we would have a pretty successful Disney trip doing all that? I would think so, right? Those of us that have done Disney, you think, yeah, that would be pretty good. Okay. So we're going to take that Disney trip that we just talked about, and, and it takes a lot, a lot to, to, uh, to get ready for Disney. There's apps out there that tell you when to go on certain rides. Um, they're not uh, legit, so don't, don't follow those apps. They're always wrong. There's books that people have studied uh, countless hours to say make sure you go to this part of the, the park, do all this stuff. So um, there's a lot of background for Disney. But we are going to, um, to bring it in for what we're going to talk about today. As we look about, it's just a phase, don't miss it. We're going to take that map it as we planned out Disney, and we're going to map it for our lives as, as parents, map it for our lives as, uh, as working with the next generation, investing in the next generation. And this is, this is what I mean by that. So it's so easy to think, man, 936 weeks, I'm, I'm way behind. Or maybe I'm, my, my kids are over and gone, I've, I've missed it. No, you haven't missed it. As a matter of fact, you're here for the right time to say, how can I invest in? What are some ways I can invest in the next generation? Maybe it's giving of your time. Maybe it's praying, putting your hands together, just praying for the next generation. There's people, and some of you in here are praying for the next generation, and we need that. And so how can we as parents map it out? Here we go. As we think about at the Disney World illustration, talked about meeting the characters, princesses, and all that. But what if we think about in our own, going through our own uh, life is, who do we want our kids to spend time with this year? As we map out this year, who are some of the people that we want our kids to spend time with? Who are some adults they want them to be around? What, are, who, who, what, what about their time with Jesus? How do we, how do we help them with their, that relationship with him um, this year? 
attractions. At Disney, we talked about different rides to ride, what to watch, what to do. In our own life, we think about mapping it for our own families is, what are three or four things that we can do together as a family this year? What are three or four um, activities that we can do as, as a small group this year that we want to make sure we have a shared experience together? So as we map it out, people we want to um, rub shoulders with and then people that experiences that we can, uh, we can put in on our calendar. P, prioritize time, schedule. Planning is so key to the trip at Disney. It's also about, think about us, is what is the time in your week that you can be intentional with your kids? Our, 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 our schedules get so crazy. And the older our kids get, the more crazy our schedules get. But what are some caveats of time that we can schedule to help out with, uh, as we prioritize time? One of the things we, that we as a church partner with you as parents is we try to help. What are some ways that we can help with those times? So every, every Sunday that your child is a part of Power Kids downstairs, they get a piece of paper. It costs about Parent Cue. And the Parent Cue talks about everything that they, they learned in their, in their lessons and different things that you, you as a family can talk about throughout the week. In student ministry, one of the things we do every month, all the parents receive an email with, with a video talking about, hey, this next month, this is what we're going to be talking about at the at middle school activities, at the middle school gatherings, at the high school gatherings. And here are some questions that you can be asking your kid. And we call them car ride conversations. Because we all know that at that phase, you're riding in the car a lot. And so utilizing the time to have car ride conversations. But it's prioritizing. We're very active on social media. We try to keep things up on different articles to read because we all know it's so hard to find things out. So as we come across, we put them on our social media so you as parents, caregivers, investing in the next generation can see what's going on. And then um, I identify, what do kids really want to do? And one of the things that we as parents, we need to identify and understand who our kid is this next year. Do some research to figure out, okay, my, my child's 10, going to be 11, going to be 12. What are some things I, I need to be knowing about that age group? And you maybe you're asking, where do I even begin to look at that stuff? I'm glad you asked. We, have a, we partnered with an organization called Orange, like I said earlier. They did a, um, a, a study uh, for several years. They got a bunch of edu- educators in the room, and they call it the Phase Project. And they worked on all these different, um, different phases, all the different ages, and we as parents have a chance to, to tap into those resources to say, okay, my child's one. What are some things that he or she should be experiencing right now? He's, he's getting ready to go to sixth grade. What are some things that he's going to be experiencing as a sixth grader? And so those resources are available. Um, actually, we have a parent resource wall downstairs that has all that stuff on there and ways to order those books um, all that. So identifying. And then finally, T, translate the experience. What are three or four conversations that you need to have with our, your kids this year? Because there's going to be some, some conversations that are just going to come up that you're, you're not ready for, but there's going to be some things that you can anticipate. Example, you're like, early on, when, when do I want my son or daughter to start dating? Like you need to have that conversation way before you think it's going to happen because all of a sudden your daughter's going to come to you and say, Daddy, I have a boyfriend. You're like, what? And I want to go on a date and prom's coming. And so having those conversations with our kids to know how, how, to, how to talk through the importance of, so that way our kids can see who's, who's the kind of guy you want to marry someday. Who's the kind of girl you want to, you want to you know, marry someday. Don't, don't just settle talking through all those. Another conversation to help translate, maybe it's... Um, 
your son or daughter is getting bullied at school, helping them through those, those conversations. And, and, uh, and, and they ask questions like, why is this happening to me? And you can help to say, you talk, talk them through those different areas. And we have different conversation guides to help you, help you in those different, different, through those different um, conversations to have with our kids. So like I said, we have parent resource walls, social media. If we take the time to map it, it's going to help the pathway. And obviously, if we take so much time to go on a Disney trip and we spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to go to Walt Disney World and we have a phenomenal experience, imagine the, the investment we have with our kids that even goes beyond just financial um, and, and, uh, and memories. So if we map out their pathway, so whether we're a parent and we have kids, whether we're a grandparent or we're in high school and we maybe one day have kids or maybe you're an man or uncle and you're an empty nester, we have a chance to invest in the next generation because... Like this, this series, it's just a phase. Don't miss it. Take every, make every week count with our child. Make every week count with the next generation. We have a chance to do this. We have, we have a chance to invest in them. And the cool thing is, they're not doing it alone. They get us to partner with. All right, let's pray together as we close out. God, thank you so much for giving us your word here and uh, just sharing with us the truth of of putting you first and foremost in our lives. God, I pray for the parents here in the room. I pray that we as parents can band, uh, band together, realizing that uh, we, need, we need your help. God, help us model, model what a relationship with you looks like. And if we're not sure, God, put us around people that we can, uh, we can learn from. God, I pray for others in the room that maybe don't have kids in the home, but maybe they, they have grandkids or their aunts or uncles or they know, it, they know it's a child. God, I pray that you can use them and, to help invest in the next generation, whether that's um, giving other time, their talents, or their treasure. God, thank you so much for giving us so much um, today, and we just want to give it all back to you. It's all for you in Jesus' name. Amen.